0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Shmuel Aleph, that's the first book of Samuel, with our study of chapter 12. At the end of chapter 11, or actually in chapter 11, we learned of the joyous occasion of the crowning of the first king, the first king of the unified uh, tribes, King Saul, or Sha'ul. Now, um, it, everything seemed uh, wonderful. Shmuel, uh, the prophet, was uh, was not happy that they chose a king, but seemed to be at least satisfied with his choice of a king. And the people were happy because he saved them from Nachash uh, HaAmoni. In the battle, he proved himself to be a worthy king. Now, um, uh, he was able to uh, unify the people together, and um, and bring about a great uh, uh, military victory and save them from their oppressors and so on. Now, uh, this chapter we are going to um, uh, read a a speech of Shmuel of Samuel, which seems to be his uh, uh, the the speech he's giving at the end of his career. Um, we'll see. This will not actually be the end of Shmuel's career, but at this time, it seems like Shmuel is ready to hand over the baton to Shaul, to Saul, but it's not going to work out quite so well because we're going to see of the flaws in Saul's character, the problems that he has, and and why he does not quite live up to the hopes that Shmuel and the people had for him. It's crucial in understanding. That to understand the the flaws of Saul, we need to pay attention to what Shmuel is saying in this speech that we're about to listen to. And I'm going to give you a, a little bit of guidance before we read Shmuel's speech so that we can fully understand what the mission here is. And this is really the mission of, I know this sounds like a grand thing to say, but it, it is the bottom line of the entire Torah, and that is, that the job of the people of Israel in their special covenant and relationship with God, and the job of those leaders that are tasked to teach and bring the people in this direction, is to bring them into a covenant and a relationship with the One God, right? And to to. The, the manifestation of that, what does God want from us? He wants us to live by his precepts and live by his guidance and do what he asks us to do and live the kind of life that God wants us to live. I know this sounds like a simple idea, but it's just, But bear this in mind because it's not so simple and it's really important. What he does not want is us to think that the rituals and the... Um, and of the sacrifices and the, and, the, uh, and the rituals in the temple are some kind of magical way with which we affect God and therefore he does things to us, but rather for us. Rather, he wants us to recognize that there is one God. In other words, ethical monotheism. A monotheism, we believe in God and therefore we do the ethics. We live the way God wants us to live. This is crucial. One who thinks that one can manipulate God with either sacrifices or ritual or so on is someone who doesn't get the point and is someone who is also arrogant, right? Arrogant because he or she thinks that we can control God, who thinks that we can because we ask, because we do, because we do these rituals. These are the things that God needs, supposedly, right? That means they just don't get it. They don't get what monotheism is. They don't understand that God doesn't need anything, This is really important because in order to understand the downfall of Saul and the issues with Saul's character um, and the reason why he wasn't going to end up to be the king that he was, uh, that Shmuel, that Samuel had hoped for is you have to understand this crucial fact. Now, um, and this is why it's important, Shmuel's speech that he's about to give now because Shmuel is laying down the bottom line, the bottom line, which is what I just, described to you um, the arrogance which is associated throughout Tanakh throughout all the words of the prophets and those of you who have been studying the prophets with me until now have seen over and over again repeatedly the the um, the connection between idol worship and arrogance what's the connection because an idol worshiper thinks that he or she can control the gods by finding out what it is that the god needs and then doing those things, usually that's some form of sacrifice, some form of ritual. One who thinks that is arrogant because he or she doesn't recognize that it's not in our control. We cannot manipulate God, God um, but rather we have to accept the way that um, God wants us to live. We have to accept that that we do not have control and we do not understand God. We do not have the ability to control him. Rather, we have to live the kind of life he asks us to live, and by living that kind of life, we will therefore have a better world. We will therefore have a world that works in, in, in a way that's, that, that's peaceful, in a way that, that we have the kind of things that we need, and so on. So now, I know this was a, seems like a tangent, but it's not a tangent. This is really crucial, and this is how we have to understand the context of Shmuel's speech. Before we get to the big speech, Shmuel talks a little bit about himself. So let's do verse one. Byomer By Shmuel kol Yisrael, and Samuel Shmuel spoke to all of Israel. He neishamati Behold, guys, I listened to you. L'chol I listened to everything you told me to do. and I made you a king. And remember, this appointing a king was very ambivalent. The Shmuel and God were not happy that the people requested a king, but God. And, and and told Shmuel to acquiesce, to agree, to give them a king, you know, and hopefully a king that will lead them in the right direction. But Shmuel first is, is, is a little concerned about himself and his own legacy, because remember, Shmuel's own children could not be appointed in his stead, um, uh, you know, to take over after Shmuel is gone, because his own children were corrupt and they took bribes. So Shmuel is saying, I though, and now he Here you have this king, he's going in front of you, he's leading you, he just led you on this big victory, and I am old and I am frail. Um and um and my children are are here with you, right? Um you know, so so in other words, I I I these are the things that are here. There's the king that we appointed, and there here's me, the, an old man. So I'm kind of going out of the picture, and we also have my sons. And as you know, my sons, you know, this is kind of the side picture. My sons didn't follow in my path, so therefore I'm appointing this king to take over after me. And I. In my life, I have been walking in front of you just like the king was khem, is the king walking in front of you? He's leading you. I was leading you as well, right? I want, here I am. I want you to testify regarding me. I want you to say regarding me. Right here in front of God and in front of his anointed one. Presumably his anointed one is referring to the king. Saul who has been anointed as king sure milakhti have I uh, whose ox have I taken in other words I've never appropriated to myself because of a leader I was the leader someone's property someone's ox mi, uh, mi and whose uh, uh, donkey have I taken V'et mi ashakti, and who have I um acted fraudulently against at mirasi whom have I um uh, 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 taken, uh, you know, someone else's things. Whom have I uh, 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 robbed or thieved from? And from whom have I taken bribes? So that I can look, you know, literally means close my eyes to him and look the other way when he does something wrong because he gave me a bribe. If there's anything that I have of yours, you know, if small wants to wrap up his prayers, if anyone has any complaint against me, that I've dealt with them dishonest. Tell me now so that I can fix it. And the people said, You have not um, been acted fraudulently. You have not stolen from any anyone. Not a single thing have you taken from any man. And then Shmuel answered them. Samuel said, God will bear witness to you. And his anointed one, the king will also uh, on this day be a witness that not a single thing was found in my in my possession that belongs to you, Vayomer, and the people responded together as one aid. Yes, we are a witness um, um, to this fact. Now, so after Shmuel establishes this, now Shmuel gives them a speech. And in this speech, we are going to see... The, the theme that Shmuel wants to set the people on, the path that he wants the people to go on, and it will give us a very important uh, piece of understanding the next several chapters, which is the failures of Saul and the issues with Saul's behavior later, which are not easy to understand. I'm emphasizing this because this is really important to get the point. So but and Shmuel is laying this out here, and then we're gonna then we'll be able to understand the next few chapters together. Samuel said, Shmuel said to the entire nation, Adonai, Asher also at most our own God, who literally also means he created, but, but but or he made. But here Asa from the language of to to um a point. To complete them, to make them the leaders. He made Moshe, Moshe and Aaron, Moses and Aaron, he made them leaders of the people of Ashahela And it was God who took your, your forefathers, your ancestors out of the land of Egypt. So he's reminding them, he's gonna a very brief history. Remember where you came from. Remember God who made the leaders Moshe and Aaron. He brought you out of Egypt and he brought you here via and now hit yatsvu be shafta itchem Adonai. I want you all to stand, and I am going to. Chem is a diff, very difficult language to translate. Um, it's kind of I will literally shofate is translated often as to judge with you, but it, here and remember the word shofate also meant a leader. So um, it means I'm going to speak strongly. I'm going to lay down the the the, the way it is. Lay down the law together with you right, before God. So you and I are going to sit before God and I'm going to lay it out as it is. I'm going to lay out all of the great um, uh, kindnesses or great good things that God has done for you. He's done with you and your forefathers. In other words, you have no complaint against God because look at what he's done for you and what is he asking of you. And, and Shmuel is going to explain He's done this for you, and therefore he's asking the following from you. When Jacob Jacob came down to Egypt, remember, he came down to Egypt, uh, and then he skips over hundreds of years of history. He came down to Egypt, they settled the the people, uh, the the tribes, the, uh, the forefathers of the tribes, Jacob and his sons came to Egypt, they were enslaved. And eventually, Your forefathers cried out to God. And God sent his, his messengers, the leaders, Moses and Aaron. And He took your forefathers out of Egypt. And eventually, He settled them in this place. Skipping over, of course, all of the wandering in the desert and so on. Now, what happened when you got here? So, adonai and they, they forgot. In other words, your forefathers forgot all about God. So, what did they do? So, God uh, put them in the hands of Sisra, who was the head of the army, the general of Chatzor. That was one of the people that made the people suffer, that oppressed the people of Israel. God placed him in the hands of the Philistines, who got Moab, in the hands of the, the, hands of the, the, hands of the, the Moabites, and waged war against them. So each time that people didn't pay attention and they didn't keep God's word, they didn't—they weren't faithful to God, God sent an oppressor. Well, this is the quick review of the previous book of Shoftim, a book of Judges. And the people then cried out to God and they said, we sinned because we forsook God. And instead we worshipped these Baalim, the, these other idols, and the um. Ishtar, the Ishtar God. And now, please, God, save us from our enemies and we will worship you only. And then, God rescued us. God sent us Yerubal. Remember, that's another name for Gidon. These are judges viet uh, Bedan and a judge named Bedan. the identity of this Bedan is not clear uh some uh, the rabbis is, say that this is referring to shimshon or samson because he was from the tribe of don um, although it's um it's an unusual choice of words to call him Bidun, maybe as it could be another judge remember the book of judges covers a span of several hundred years and it's very likely, very possible that there were other judges that were simply not worthy of mention in the Book of Judges, but they might, you know, have had their periods of leadership. V'yad Yiftach and Yiftach, yet Shmuel, and Shmuel includes himself. Remember, Shmuel is really the end of the period of judges. Shmuel himself is a judge and God saved you from your enemies that surrounded you, and you were able to live uh, in security in your land. Um, so every time you cried out, God rescued you. So remember, he always sent someone to lead you in battle against your enemies, save you from your oppressors. And then, and then the the, um, the king of Amon, so Nachash, uh, and that was the battle that Saul just won. And remember, Saul was actually appointed king uh, it, before the people. we mentioned the, the Nachash, the, the king of Ammon. But over here in this verse, it seems clear that Saul did not really become king. And this is what we learned in, in chapter 11. The people did not really accept him as king until they saw how he saved the people from Nachash and how he valiantly uh, brought all the people together and united the people of Israel against Nachash. And how he acted in in in, in, a, in a in a kingly manner and led them against the people of Ammon. You saw that he was coming upon you and at that point you said to me, "Lo, kimelechim No, we don't want this anymore. We don't want to just rely directly on God. We want to have kimelechim um, uh, We want a king to rule over us. We want a king to lead us. Enough of this, just waiting for God to come and save us by sending a new person. We want something more solid. Some some a king that we could put faith into, We can't help but have this remind us a little bit of the sin of the golden calf where the people did not see Moshe, did not see Moses, and then they they asked for something else, they asked for a golden calf, but this is a little different because here God acquiesced, he said and actually. Uh, Shmuel is pointing out, God himself is your king. You don't need a king, but you asked me for a king anyway. You could have relied directly on God, but you said, no, 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 we want a king. Over here, God acquiesced because it's possible at least that a king might lead you in the right direction if it's the right king. If, if the king is righteous, it could be. So now, Here is the king that you chose. This is the king that you asked for. God has put upon you a king. Now here's the clincher. This is what it's all leading up to. This is the key. And I pay attention because this is going to help us understand what a king is supposed to be and why Saul eventually failed. If you are going to fear God. And what does that mean, fear God? Is Shmuel going to say now, that you do the service in the temple and worship properly and bring sacrifices, etc. No, that's not what he's going to say. So you must um, worship him and listen to what he tells you to do, right? Do not rebel against P, the, the, the mouth of God, meaning those instructions that he gave you then this is the key thing action this is the basis bottom line of the religion which the torah is teaching us what god wants from you is not um ritual but action right if you do that then you and the king that, that is ruling over you, will then be following God and you will be behind God and you will be protected by him, by him. However, if you do not listen to those instructions that God is giving you, and you rebel against those things that God tells you, then, then God will be against you um, Literally, this means against you and your forefathers. Now, it's uh, how could this be that God will be against those that preceded you if they're not here anymore? Um, so it's an unusual statement. There's different ways of understanding this. Some say this means as he was against your uh, forefathers, other commentaries understand this, that it, 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 by taking revenge against you, by punishing you, he will be punishing your forefathers because everything they sacrificed for was, was for the future, and if you ruin it now, then then God, if God, if you ruin it now, and God takes action against you, that itself would be action against the forefathers. And so now, too, I want you to stand here, and I want you to see this great thing, right? So here, Shmuel as a prophet is giving them a sign. God is going to do right in front of you, so in case you don't believe me, watch right now it is the time of harvesting wheat. It's the wheat harvest season I'm going to call out to God matar and during this harvest season, which is not the rainy season, right. is going to be thunder and rain. And then you will know and you will see that you have great, you have done many bad things. That this request for a king and this desire to have a king as opposed to relying solely on God was not a good thing. The ambivalence about this, the way that Shmuel criticizes the people for asking for a king but still appoints a king And still says, there's still hope. The king can lead you in the right direction if you and the king behave properly. And God responded by making thunder and lightning and rain, or thunder and rain on that day. And God, the the people were very um, in awe of God and Shmuel. They saw this sign, they see that Shmuel is speaking um, in the name of God truth, truthfully. So the um, entire nation said to Shmuel, Please pray on behalf of your servants to, to, the, to the Lord your God, be so that we should not die from this terrible storm. We, we in, in addition to all of our other sins that we've had, we've added another one by asking for a king. We realize that it was a mistake. Um, uh, even though it's a mistake, interestingly, God does not say, let's back off on this mistake. We let's, you you've made a mistake, but you can still do right with the king if played correctly. By Yomer Shmuel, Tiro, God so Shmuel says to the nation, don't be afraid. Yes, it's true you've sinned, but you're, you're at least at this moment, you're recognizing your error. Do not be afraid. Yes, you have done all of this bad. However, hope is not lost. Do not turn away from following God, from following behind God. And I want you to worship God with your entire heart. If you stick with God and you do, then this choice of a king is, won't necessarily lead to something bad. Velo tasuru, do not turn away. Ki hatohu, because if you turn and follow after meaningless nothingness, after worthless and useless things, in other words, idols, asher lo that cannot help you, v'lo yatsilo, and will not save you, ki tohu because these are nothing. But then you can still... Do it, you just have to follow God and do what it is that God wants from you. Because God will not forsake his nation. This covenant, God is here ready to do his part. Why? Because of the honor of his great name. God has a mission for you. God has a relationship with you because there's a plan here. There's something. God has decided, God has um Ho'il is from the language of of, of Allah to make an oath. God has sworn, right, to make you a nation. He has a plan here. He's making you into his nation. And I as well, uh, says Shmuel, says Samuel, um, uh, um, Far be it from me. To sin to God, to ever stop praying for you. I will never stop praying for the people. That is my job as a leader. I'm not here to hurt you or harm you, Shmuel says. I am here to help you. And I will never uh, forsake that task, no matter how bad you may be, no matter how many sins you may do. It is still my responsibility as a leader. And I am going to teach you this language, is the same root as the word Torah. I will teach you, to go on the good and proper path. Tova this is the Torah, says, I want you to do what is good, and what is proper. Ach, yiru, so we have several things here, to be good, to be proper, and remember the emphasis on honesty. Ach, yiru you must have a, a fear of God, you must respect God, and you have to worship Him in truth. You have to worship Him MS. so we have good, we have proper, we have truth with your entire heart, with your entire soul. Because you can see what God has done, what great things He's done with you. He's chosen you, He's given you this special, incredible mission. But if you act Bad. If you act evil, if you do bad, this is key again. What does God want from you? He wants behavior. He wants tov v'yashar. He does not want Torea Toreu. He does not want you act evil to act bad. Then, because if you do gamatem gamal safu, then you and your king will get lost. So this is Shmuel, and I'm going to emphasize this again. He's telling the people right now. You can stick with the king. But what I'm telling you is that God wants action. He wants you to do and listen to the instructions and the Torah that He gave you. That's what He wants. He wants action. And now once we understand this context that we just studied in chapter 12 together, we can see and understand where things go wrong with the kingdom of Saul and why he was the wrong choice of the king as king which we will be studying in the next several chapters together. Thank you so much for studying chapter 12 with us today. Looking forward to studying together chapter 13 and of course the entire beautiful book together.